Hello. Welcome to episode 34 of Tepid Topics Podcast. You're listening to Liam, one third of the podcasting hosts, uh, and I hope you're well. Um, if you've never listened to us before, what you can usually expect is three idiots take three different topics. Um, we collate facts and anecdotes about these uh, topics through the week, and we discuss them on the podcast at the end of the week, and it goes into your ear holes. Um this week is a bit different, so we've got our very good friend, Brian Fisher, joining us on the pod. Um, we've been mates with Brian for years, so we all went to school together, um, and yeah, it's it was a good chat to sit down with him and um, go through his topics. Um, he's always been a hands-on type of guy, so his topics reflect that in, uh, in welding, uh, fabrication, and he's also a beekeeper, so that was fun to listen to as well. Um, so yeah, go check out Brian uh, at Metal Brian um, on Insta, and he's got a YouTube as well. Um, so yeah, thanks to Steph for doing the artwork as always. Uh, and here is Brian. Hope you enjoy it. Bye. T to the E to the P I D. T to the O to the P I C. Hello and welcome to Tepid Topics. What episode is it, Mikey? That's it, 33. Let's say 33. We'll check yeah. afterwards. It is now. It is now. It's <laughs> changed the release schedule. <laughs> it's once again Liam. Hello. <laughs> Michael. Hello. Dickie the Bald Wizard. I <laughs> am. Uh... And today we are joined by a very special guest and friend. Brian Fisher, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> Not too bad, yourself? I'm all right, yeah. Excited to have you on the pod, mate. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm excited to be. It's my first podcast. <laughs> wow. This, this, is the, this is the gateway thing rocking, right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, you came to the right place, mate, because <laughs> yeah. number one podcast on Spotify in, in a little town called Harrogate. <laughs> 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 Take my podcast virginity gently. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's good to good to have you on, and uh, we we got some topics to talk about. Um, you you are our friend for, for for you've been our friend for a while. <laughs> is is that a fucking sentence you get in a GCSE French oral exam? <laughs> You have been our friends <laughs> from the library. <laughs> yeah, we're we're old friends, aren't uh, we, Brian? It, yeah, year eight, secondary school. Mm. There you go. That's how long. Too What's long. That? I don't know where you guys were in year seven, but anyway. Yeah, what happened <laughs> in year seven? <laughs> like, Fucking avoiding you. You clearly weren't checking the bins of the loose because that's where I spent all year seven. <laughs> <laughs> Head down, legs up in air most of the time in a different thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> some, some listeners might have questions after hearing that, mate. <laughs> That's where exactly where I was, but I was on the other end putting the yeah, head down. Yeah. Tell me the story. You were the voice in the toilet next to me getting swirly. Now, now <laughs> we've come through a lot since uh, since Granby. But um, we we thought you we'd get you on, Brian, because out of all our friends, you're the um, you know the stereotypical uh, you know macho our male trait person we don't have uh you know we don't have uh, <laughs> like uh, a practical bone in our bodies but brian you're the um you're the welder you're the fabricator you're the builder you're the all-round handyman i guess i'd say um if the, if ever there's an issue with that i, I feel honored <laughs> yeah if it, if there was ever an issue with my car or something i know i'd be able to call you and you'd be out of it <laughs> So we thought we'd get you on. That is generally what happens as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think one time, one time, I had to call you because. Thanks very much. Lottie uh, wrapped a car around the lamppost, and um, I think we called you to come and uh, like push the <laughs> push the panel out of the car. 
because uh, there, there was a huge indent in the Ford Ka. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was below the passenger B pillar for anybody who knows. <laughs> <laughs> <So. laughs> exactly. See? You know you know what the crack is. Are you We also didn't mention that Brian is tapping his fuck, hence why he's on. <laughs> yeah, hence why he's on. Did you Weird. just ask him if he's a dentist? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for some background, my part has a toolkit in this house. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, as much yeah. as I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I I couldn't turn my hand to do. I remember when I, uh, I I remember when I went and did that live here, yeah. and uh, every, everybody decided to turn up and watch for some bizarre <laughs> reason. Well, we were um, all drinking, well. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was not even. Yeah, yeah everybody was that. drinking as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember uh, I had, I had to take the interior trim out on that to get it to, and yeah, then I had it. no tools with me. And then I had to push the panel out from the inside. Just had to kick it and uh, I, I remember just grabbing the interior trim and just yanking on it. And everybody just went really quiet as if they thought <laughs> I'd broken it. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, no, that, that's perfectly normal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then, uh, then then I pushed it all back out, back out again. And uh, I put the trim back in. And then you just went... Thanks for being the man in our relationship. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm I'm absolutely useless for anything like that. Look, I can maybe crack a really bad joke in conversation, and that's as far as as my skills set gets me. But but you know, anything to be fixed, Brian. You're the you're the man, mate. Um. So yeah. maybe we should kick it off with like how you got. To, to be honest, oh, go on. Uh, I was just going to say, to be honest, cracking a bad joke will probably get you further in life than being able to fabricate and stuff like yeah. that. So I was going to say, how did you, you know, first get into welding? Um, so you, you, you're a well. What are you by? What would you call yourself by trade? Uh, uh, oh right. Well, technically, uh, I'd probably be described as a welder fabricator. But right. if you want to get more specific, I do coach building and uh, motorsports fabrications. So coach building is what I did to uh, Lottie's car, which is where you <laughs> repair panels and you you make new panels. Right. Um, and then uh, motorsports fabrications, like making roll cages and stuff like that. Awesome. Mm. What? Why did that interest you? Like, did you? When did you get into that? Uh, well, I was, I was born and bred into it, basically. So my dad, uh, he's big into off-roading, um, and he used to, he still does subcontract to Mercedes if, if uh, on like their four-wheel drive truck market. Um, so that got me interested in it. Um, and then he used to make his own, he still does make his own um, off-road vehicles and stuff like that. Um, and then... Uh, as You'll probably remember this, but when I was at school, I wanted to get into forestry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is never, you know, you it, it never happened. Yeah. Um, I actually got a place at Craven College as well. I got mm. a place at Craven College to study it, um, but I missed the um, the enrollment day. So I actually got the place, not the enrollment day, but the open day, you know, the first day there. Yeah. Um, and then I, I just never never turned up. So uh, <laughs> I'll really, do it. <laughs> yeah, not, not 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 a very good example of a student. I wouldn't recommend that that path in life. Um, <laughs> uh, what made but, you yeah, change your then, then? What happened is um uh well I got approached, well my dad got approached uh, by a, a German company that sold industrial biomass boilers right um and my dad had dealt with these people for quite for quite a few years um and they said does your son want to start selling our boilers because my dad uh worked with them on different products um my dad said do you want to do this and uh, it would have been daft to say no um so i took that on uh and we rolled with that for probably about five years and we still do service the boilers that we installed yeah um but the, the biggest trouble was the government brought out what was called the RHI, which was the Renewable Heat Incentive, um, uh, which is like a grant that you can get for fitting these boilers because they're environmentally friendly. Yeah. And uh, what that did 
is it is it was good because it introduced it to the market it made it really good but it caused a lot of stress because the government was constantly dropping the uh, the grant the funding so people wanted their boilers putting in before the funding that they got was dropped because once you got a certain tier of funding you got that for the next 20 years it didn't drop after that right um so they wanted it putting in they didn't want to so that oh, there was a constant pressure on and also heating as daft as this might sound it's a really emotive subject when somebody's heating goes off they want it fixing yesterday you know <laughs> and uh, it just causes a lot of stress <laughs> so uh so even even though it was industrial you know one like it was heating how some of them were heating houses but uh, most of them were just heating warehouses and stuff like that um so i, I didn't particularly enjoy it from the point of view of uh, the stress side of things yeah so i decided to go in the direction of more general fabrication and uh and it's it's led me into motorsports basically and, and classic car restorations because oh, a lot of people don't like doing uh classic cars because there's a people don't like the idea when you're working on classic cars there's a lot of rot and you yeah. you've got to cut it all out and it's a very dirty mucky job so right. <laughs> So that's it, basically. That's how that's how I got to this point. Yeah, yeah. Wicked. Wicked one. It's taking off, isn't it? Say again. It's taking off a bit now, isn't it? The whole fabricating coach building business for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think uh, in general in the UK, actually, now. Um, yeah. It's fabrications, to, even, even throughout COVID. So COVID... Uh, a lot of companies that fabricate stuff like stages, you know, for yeah. music gigs, they've yeah. uh, they've all struggled. Yeah. But uh, a lot of companies that fabricate uh, forestry equipment and um, tankers, stuff like that, they're yeah. they're busier than ever, from what I can gather. Oh, that's so good. we good. seem to be picking up in the fabricating industry. Well, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Is DNX is it? You can kind of go anywhere with it, can you not? Like, there's so many varied avenues. You know, at the out. Ah. Uh, well, you know, so at the, at the moment I also teach and when I, when I teach my students, um, mm. especially my level ones, I say to them, everything that you look at in life in today's society has mm. some aspect of fabrication in it. So yeah. if you live in a, a modern house, you know, it's less than probably, I don't know, 40 years old, somewhere in that house, there'll be a steel girder. Uh, yeah. It's had some plates welded on the end of it, and then it's bolted yeah. to the house. So that's fabrication. Yeah. Yeah. Your car's fabricated. Uh, you'll have a suitcase with a metal latch. That metal yeah. latch is fabricated. You know, everything you look at in life has some form yeah. of fabrication in it. So yeah. it's a it provides a lot of job stability. Is how I'd say, you know it's yeah. what I tell my lads that I teach. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so the industry will never dry up then. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. Uh, Liam says it was a se- successful stand-up comedian, that's fa- completely fabricated as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fabricated. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, don't think I've ever described myself as su- a successful as you as you probably saw. Um, <laughs> a few of my gigs, mate, that probably tanked. No, I couldn't even. No one could even get my name right when I went up on stage. So <laughs> I, it failed from the off. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Ham Hannon came from. Did <laughs> you just call me Ham? <laughs> I was fucked before I even got on stage. It was like uh, there was a gig I went to in in, in it was in Leeds, wasn't it? And it, she just yeah. the the compare introduced me as Ham. And she's like, what, what what does that say? Ham ha, Hannon Ham Ham Liam Ham? Like, yeah, the Ham will do. <laughs> yeah, alright. <laughs> Screw me over. <laughs> So B, what um, what sort of like uh, so you do you you mainly work on cars, right? Yes, predominantly, yeah. Yeah, what's like the best project you work? And trucks, right? Uh, the biggest job I've worked on is is my current job that I've got in. Um, I've got. Well, I've got three of these to do. Fingers crossed, all being well. The first one goes well. It's um, it's a. Uh, if you don't know what a Unimog is, this is going to be absolute gobbledygook to you. But it's a it's a cab off a Mercedes four wheel drive truck, basically. Um, and basically, uh, this is the the truck's owned by a railway company. Um, mm. and I'm having to replace every single panel in the footwells, 
um, and all the channels underneath, and it is a mammoth task. Uh, it is the biggest job I've ever done. Right. Um, but the most enjoyable, or probably probably the most, um, what's the best way of wording it? The most prestigious <laughs> job that I've uh, I've had today is also uh, another another current job, which is a 1970 Mark III Davrion, um, which oh, I'm yeah. doing a load of motorsports fabrication, including suspension reinforcements roll cages stuff like that um and there was only if you combine the mark one two and three davrions uh there was only 39 of them made um, oh, wow. and i've got one of them in my workshop at the minute which oh, is wicked. you know it's pretty special to me really that yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a big that deal for cool. me so <laughs> couldn't tell you what one of those cars is mate but it does sound pretty cool <laughs> the rare the rarity of it mate no no but yeah 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 yeah, I, I I could go I could go really nerdy and tell you what it's made from, but anyway, I, I won't. Bother. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. This is tepid topic. You can go. This is what we're here for. It's far into for. the tepid knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> would Would you like me to tell you what it is then? What make is it? Is it a Citroen? Is it a Merc? Like is it a? <laughs> it's no, no. It's a it's a, da- it's a it's a Davrion, which means nothing to you. I can guarantee. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> uh, but me. it's a Mark Three. So that's that's the third version that they produced, Mark III. Um, and basically, it's uh, it's made from fiberglass. The whole car mm. is made from fiberglass, and then it's foam-filled to reinforce the chassis. So and then it's they really put it solid, in roofs. But it's really light. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Yes, they do put fiberglass in roofs, actually. <laughs> this is um, what we mean about your comedy career, Luke. <laughs> this is why I've not gone back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah go on sorry Brad. and then all, all the all the running gear is uh elliot knows what a hillman imp is it's believe it or not he knows what a hillman imp is oh, sorry. hillman imp running gear underneath it a hillman imp hillman imp was a car rear engine car made from i think 1965 to 74 i think i might be wrong on them dates but anyway uh and it was it was way ahead of its time, so it didn't uh, didn't survive very well because people didn't understand it. But yeah, there you there you go. That is a Davrion. <laughs> Fair dude. Yes, which means absolutely nothing to you guys. <laughs> I'm still Brian. I'm still none the wiser. Man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. What? Uh, which is why I didn't want to do that. In this <laughs> why we're in mate, to so learn wait, to well, discuss. This shit, not yet. We we need knowledge on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for if I ever get a, if I ever get into a conversation with some car guys, you know, I'll be like, "Well, I didn't yeah, know we someone really who works on a Davry on Mark 3 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Oh shit, throw this guy a drink," <laughs> and they'll go, and, and and I can guarantee you, they turn around and pretend to know what you're on about. And not have a nobody knows what a Davrion is. <laughs> yeah, so then that'll put me like in the, you know, the the. The, the, the top of the group when, I, when I'll be they'll be like fuck this guy knows his stuff <laughs> <laughs> throughout the whole conversation then you're just going to be coming up with names off the top of your head <laughs> the, the Mark 72 Chen Chobri or something like that <laughs> what um, the Chinky Cento. My my dad. Do, do you like the Fiat Chinky Cento brand? <laughs> we always aspired to have one, didn't we? After the in between, we all we all said that we were going to have one as our first car. <laughs> my dad actually had it, it one. Never like, happened. At that point in time, my dad had one. He got it. For, <laughs> yes. He got it for free off a of mate. Like it was. It was a complete rust bucket as well. I was like, I can't be. <laughs> I can't be seen in this. <laughs> I've got a little. Tell me, it was yellow. It was red, actually. Unfortunately, (laughs) I was like, I want this as my first car. I want to paint it red. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to paint it yellow when I get it. (laughs) (laughs) But I never got it. Unfortunately, it just died a thousand deaths. I think that's a good story to tell car car people though. My my dad had the same car from the in between as door. <laughs> Don't like, brag or anything, but my dad had a chinky chin there. 
<laughs> what would be your Brian if you if you were to work on a if you were to fabricate uh, a car out of thin air? What would what would your uh, what would your what would your dream car to work on be? Uh, it would be a 300 SL 1950s made by Mercedes Benz. Oh. Uh, and if you Google that, uh, it is the most spectacular looking car on planet Earth. Is it? Is it like the proper, you know, early style? With the big to this, to this very day. Ooh, that is saucy. To be fair. It, that. Do you, do you, do you know what gullwing doors are? Absolutely not, nope. mate. <laughs> gullwing doors. They're on the. Um, they're like oh the, yeah, the, they're the, open the, like the, the, open like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> praying, praying mantis. I, that doesn't really like translate well on a podcast, but I'm I'm putting my arms bowed out. Liam's oh. being a falcon. Ah! When, <laughs> when, when I say when I say praying mantis, right? Mikey's yeah. the only one that knows what I'm on about when I say praying mantis because he's seen Robert Upman in tights. And when you did that, then you looked just like when the guy went, you know, praying mantis. <laughs> What a film. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch it in tights. You need to. <laughs> I do need to catch it. To uh, so, yeah, 300, 300 SL made by Mercedes Benz. Oh, why that one? It it looks... And it's my also my dream car. Is it? There you go. <laughs> how much, uh, how much well, would that be? But yeah. Uh, oh, it, well, um, what's his name now? Oh bloody hell! Fire. American, big American car fan. Uh, he uh, he owns one, and he says it'll be the f- it, well. He, he paid over a million dollars for it. Jesus I think. Christ! What deal? So yeah, yeah. There's a, Jay Leno, a, a couple for sale, you know and uh, um, one million four hundred thousand dollars currently. <laughs> hey, Brian, cheap, wait for though. COVID to pass. A couple of good months, mate, there and you you'll uh, you'll have it. <laughs> Oh. Bang a couple of roll cages out, yeah. and then that's it. Man. Yeah. A few derillions, and you'll be there. I wish that'd be the case. <laughs> could you not? Um, could you not like build a like a not like a like a copy of it? Could you not like build one from scratch? Or like, um... yeah. Uh, that's my that's my eventual dream is it? Is to get to the point where I'm I'm good enough at coach building that I can make one. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. and I'll make it out of aluminium as well, so yeah. it's really light. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember One that? I, I think it was a, a Peugeot advert where it was it was on when we were kids and it was in India and they get an elephant to sit on the car to mould it into a, a Peugeot. I think so. <laughs> I seem to remember something about that, yeah. yeah. I think Brian get, <laughs> just a little tip there, get, get invested. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I need to buy an elephant. <laughs> yeah, but you think how how they could do like a lot of stuff. Very quickly. <laughs> like all, all you'd need is a chink of get an elephant to sit on it, and then you'd have like a that flat mer. Bang, you've got a Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> Ferrari right there. Yeah. I don't, are you legally allowed to own an elephant in the UK? Probably not. You don't have to tell anyone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just get that through customs. That'll, that'll that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sneak it into my living room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't mind him. <laughs> He's just the elephant in the room. <laughs> oh, oh dear, even worse than mine, mate. Come on. <laughs> oh god. When when Elliot decided, I thought Elliot said when when Brian got the dent out of Lottie's car, I thought Elliot said that Brian was a dentist. You are technically a dentist now, bro. I did, but it wasn't in reference to the dent, it was in reference to when he was going the B one pillar, it just sounded like a dentist to me, you know, when they're like the M two molar. <laughs> I thought it was quite quick for you, but it wasn't in context oh, to well, that. Unless you <laughs> Pretend it was in context with that. Yeah. <laughs> right, we, can, we can edit around this. Yeah. But that, I want to say before I forget a little little anecdote about me and B. Right. Um, if just to highlight how much B loves this stuff, like absolutely lives for this stuff, is uh, me and him went to see Nickelback once at the, <laughs> the at the Leeds First Direct Arena. And me and Brian, you know, were quite outnumbered in the UK. We're quite big 
nickel back thumbs out was that disappointing and, uh, it was <laughs> yeah, incredible <laughs> it was great it was great mate <laughs> and uh, I, I, I am here to balance out the field on this podcast that there is <laughs> yeah, now two yeah. people that like nickel back once people <laughs> made, made out three Liam's outnumbered for the first time yeah, I right. actually I actually oh. I don't mind nickel back I don't, I don't understand oh, the, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the hate for them. I'll, I'll give you that they're not like oh, Liam not my just favorite, go with the flow honey and he <laughs> does everything that everyone else wants you'll, to do Liam, thing. you're going to be very conservative next. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Change of pace like that, and you'll be voted conservative. <laughs> but it is. It, that's the only reason I've ever brought up that I'm a nickelback fan. So, anyway, realizing. I know. That. <laughs> so, anyway, we're queuing, we're queuing outside the arena. I, I, I know the story yeah. Elliot's on about, and it's a good and, story. Uh, you know, as we're doing, I'm there like, oh, I wonder what they're going to play. I wonder how sexy Chad Kruger's going to look. Look at the crowd. We're just chatting away. And B-Ride... We're talking to fellow fans. Yeah. <laughs> out of nowhere just looked up at the <laughs> arena, which, you know, is a pretty spectacular building. And goes, well, I wouldn't have done that that way. Brand like, new arena as well, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean a joint's <laughs> our place? And sure enough, up in the upper echelon. There, there was a... There... <laughs> If, if you go and look at that arena, there's, it's full of glass windows that yeah, are like yeah. really artistically spread across. Yeah. And then right in the middle of one of these windows is an RSJ, just a big joist right in the middle of the window. And I just thought to myself, that is goddamn ugly. <laughs> so he's in line. So, just you know, out we, right this joint that's out of position. Like, I don't know how people could queue up for this gig looking at that window like that. What is it? <laughs> when you know, you know, right? Exactly. Exactly. If that's your, if that's your stick, mate. That's the um, you know you're going to be looking out for things like that everywhere, aren't you? I mean, I it's yeah, torturous. I mean, totally right. Pete. Yeah, totally yeah. right. Like, how dare they? I, we pay good money to go there, and they give us a knockoff. It's the truck. architect's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You'll yeah, be sending a yeah. strong worded letter yeah. to the architect of that. <laughs> Please sort your RSJs out, otherwise, I will not. Yeah, yeah. If if. <laughs> If the architect of that building is watching this podcast, and I'm sure you are, right? <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed. <laughs> yeah. I want discount on all the tickets forever now. When we go to first direct, it's just not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should have told Nickelback Brand. Do they know they're playing in a gig that is half assed? Because I'm pretty sure they won't want to play there. <laughs> uh, well. But they'd probably think I was a Fruit Loop, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> if I went up to them and started talking about the RSJ that's in that window. <laughs> Chad seems like a sound guy. <laughs> What's a chat about an RSJ over a couple of beers? <laughs> Have you, uh, Brad, you've done a, a few welding competitions, right? Yeah. How did you get on that? Yeah, skill weld. The... Uh, so uh, I got put in it by my third fabrication and welding tutor at college, um, and he he put me forward for it, and I had to do um, each time. So I got in it twice because right. I'm a really good welder. Winking. <laughs> um, and he put uh, he, he, <laughs> each time I had to do an internal competition at the college where you had to uh, get so many points to be able to get into a regional final right. or a semi final, uh, yeah. and then I got into the semi-final twice um and i competed the first time i competed at groomsby college and then the the second time i competed at the college that i studied at i won't say the name but i, yeah. I competed at the yeah, college yeah. That i studied at um and uh each time uh i won the regional finals or the semi-finals and i got enough points to uh get into the final and then the first final um I didn't expect to get anywhere near podium because it was my first time. Right. Um, but I actually came fifth on my first final. Um, wow. And then uh, the second the second final, which was uh, not this November being, but the year before, so 2018, I think it was. Yeah. Was that right? No, 2019. 2019. Um, so when I teach it, when I teach welding, um, I teach what's what called coupons. <laughs> which is where you get two pieces of plate and they're, spe they're, they're specially cut to to practice welding. Um, so I can weld coupons day in, day out, perfect, all the time, no questions asked. 
uh, can do all the tests and everything and they'll come out spot on. And yet for some reason, when I got into the uh, 2019 Skill World National Finals, uh, my brain decided to disengage and uh, it just went horrifically bad. And that's where I screwed up um, because uh, <laughs> they were the worst coupons I have ever done in my life. And I'm even on about when I was learning to weld. Uh, so so uh, I really wasn't happy about that. Um, so that, that basically lost me anywhere near getting uh, a getting anywhere near to podium because yeah. uh my pressure vessel when you look at when i looked at the scores uh, so you, you weld a, a vessel up using three different welding processes right. um make tig and mma they mean absolutely nothing to you do you know when you're teaching welding <laughs> when you're teaching welding you, you you say the term MMA and somebody always says, oh, mixed martial arts. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, yes, I've not heard that one before. That is well, I was going to go, have you seen Liam's pressure vessel? But I thought that was a bit too immature. <laughs> you then have to lob a fun coupon at the end. Um, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Liam's got some billionaire Bitcoin fun coupons. I think, I think they're different things, B. <laughs> What happened to the tepid token anyway? Has anybody bought a tepid token yet? No one has yet bought a tepid token. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be on this podcast, uh, mate. Is that going to get edited out of this podcast? <laughs> Actually, weirdly, because like they're, uh, uh, they're valued in Ethereum, which is a cryptocurrency, right? So someone has to purchase, it's like 0.1 Ethereum to be able to purchase this like tepid token mm. at the time it was like 20 quid and now ethereum's gone up to like thousand pound whatever it's like it's now a hundred pounds to purchase a tepid token so i'm not surprised <laughs> no one's buying the tepid <laughs> token. no one's gonna purchase a hundred pounds for the privilege of coming on this podcast how <laughs> smart uh, oh brilliant i, mean, I need to go so, get any sales anyway but... so anyway uh i got a re- i got <laughs> go on <laughs> I got a really good score on my uh, on my pressure vessel, uh, but it was my coupons. And my stainless vessel was really good as well, but everything yeah. else just went horrifically bad. And uh, from that moment on, I've cried inside. <laughs> what about entering again? Would you, could you not enter again? Like, uh, oh. uh, no, I can't anymore because I'm no longer in. Um, I'm no longer studying. Uh, right. You have to be studying yeah, right. a fabrication and Got welding. I see subject to be it, able to compete. There's a competition for everything. I didn't even know this sort of stuff existed. Not me neither. Yeah, well, uh, <clears throat> I didn't really, uh, didn't really know about it until I started college because obviously I've always been in welding. Yeah, I've been brought up with it, um, and I didn't, I didn't really know there was a competition until I started college. Right. Um, and even then, my the college that I study at or studied at, uh, I did, they didn't compete in the competitions until a new teacher a new tutor came along and started introducing it into the college so it was only in my it was in my second year at college that i started doing the competitions it was a it was a good opportunity yeah absolutely what makes it a good world or a bad world <laughs> This is rate my world. Rate my world. Oh. Oh. <laughs> An overview. Well, if, it, <laughs> well, if, it, if it sticks together, is that not a good what world? What makes it a good world? <clears throat> I did have to have oh, that nice little right. pretty pattern. I watched a Netflix do- documentary. Uh, it was like little 20 minute segments about random competitions. And one of them was about yo-yoing. And oh, obviously, yeah, yeah like, good that you got these dudes break dancing. I've seen <laughs> that as well, yeah. Yeah, and obviously <laughs> when like they finish their thing, it's like the same as the mic drop. Do you just like throw your blowtorch down and then everyone goes, yeah, <laughs> 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 I just imagine that guy uh, mentality. Like like a like a torch drop. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, like step well, up the dance. One, we don't, we, <laughs> yeah, number one, we don't we don't use blow torches. We never have used blow torches. Uh, <laughs> and number two, we don't even use gas torches anymore, as in flames anymore, to weld. So you might come across gas welding, but very rarely. Mm. Um, so nowadays, you use uh, 
basically electricity to weld, which causes the short circuit, which causes the steel to superheat and fuse together. Uh, that's a really like short and snippy way of describing Ooh. it. Um, but what makes a good weld? Uh, that, that, that is such a complicated, such a simple but complicated question. Um, number one, you got to get enough penetration, which normally gets uh, a lot of <laughs> we all know that, mate. We all know that. We have, mate, together, mate. <laughs> I used to have a hoodie. I don't know if you guys have. Uh, <laughs> I used to have a hoodie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. And it used to say, um, I think I've still got it actually. Uh, well, uh, welders do it in all positions and get 100% penetration. Uh, <laughs> and I used to wear that quite a lot, but I don't know if you guys ever saw it. I think you brought it to Amsterdam. Um, so yeah, you got to get... <laughs> I probably did actually, yeah. I probably <laughs> did. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, you got you to gotta get a lot of penetration. Uh, you got to get to, you can't have any what's called undercut which is where basically the the where the weld meets the material it makes the material thinner than the uh, actual right, material is yeah. uh that's that sounds really complicated uh, and you're not allowed to get any what's called porosity in the weld which is like if you if you cut a weld open and it's got porosity in it it looks like an aero bar yeah, yeah. um and that's caused by <laughs> lack of lack of gas or dirty steel stuff like that right. so they're the three main ones i would i would say yeah, um, and it's kind of conversation where we could go on about it until next week on what makes a good weld. So, so just what makes it. a bad weld? And then you get so so <laughs> <laughs> the, those things that I just said make a bad weld. <laughs> Mikey's fun. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so then, <laughs> and then to to give people or give companies the confidence that you can produce good welds, you can get become what's called a coded welder. Um, and I, my, I think my last coding's just run out, actually. So I don't, I'm currently not coded, I think. Um, uh, but uh, basically what a coding is, is you weld a specific material of a specific thickness in a specific position using a specific process, and you are then certified to be able to weld you get a certificate and a number that you have to stamp on each job uh which is your like like a serial number um and that then you are the best essentially Uh, the best might be a poor way of putting it but you are very good (laughs) at welding that that material and whatnot so you you generally find when uh, I mean, I did some welding on some gazebos beside the River Thames, and that had to be coded. Oh, nice! Um, and yeah, so they were they were all welded up, and then I had a number that I stamped in. Um, oh, by, by each weld that I did, I had to stamp my number in. Oh, that's war cool. So it's like your little. So don't go stand under them gazebos. Yeah, <laughs> your little signature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So basically, one. if anything goes wrong with them gazebos now, then I I get yeah. I get questioned i'm like you know somebody turns around and goes what the hell happened here is, <laughs> is there a secret black market for fake serial codes <laughs> yeah. please enlighten us to the dark side of welding <laughs> the underworld <laughs> if you will uh, so that, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> i was literally about to say that you, as well. you do- <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, there is a black market for coded welding certificates. Ooh. Yes, yeah, yes, there is. Who would have thought? The underworld yeah. is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be such a sick film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking welders on these motherfucking gazebos. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham but, but the thing is you know <laughs> the underwhelm <laughs> what's that film that Jason Statham did where, uh, where where he like sticks his finger in a cigarette lighter to recharge his pacemaker oh, or crank. That he's got crank crank Crank, yeah, that is the, yeah. that's the, that's exactly the kind of film it would be. It would be horrific. <laughs> yeah, be like an underwater sequel called Water Water World. Um, with, it's Megalodon in the a, re- a remake of the Kevin Costner film. <laughs> right. 
Wayne's World. Yeah, Wayne's the possibilities World. are anything with the word Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> any, any film with the title World in, you can you swap that out. If you're listening, feel free. Have a go. Do it yourself. Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. <laughs> War of the Worlds. <laughs> the, the magical world of Harry Potter. <laughs> I reckon Harry Potter does have a pretty magical world. But, <laughs> I mean, you, you'd be pre- imagine but, but, your uh, job in a magical world is a fucking welder. You could be anything, <laughs> and instead of like going hocus pocus, weld this piece of metal, you're actually manually welding. Yeah, anyway. but he'd be on the podium for the world. world, world, world <laughs> 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 World Cup final. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. But there, there, yeah, there is a black market for uh, coded certificates, yeah. and that's because uh, if you're good enough at welding, you can earn good money at it. Yeah, you can earn bloody good money at it. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, I, I know a guy who, uh, you, you know, when I when I first started as an apprentice, uh, my assessor turned around and told me that he has a nephew who worked in Canada on the yeah. hydro power stations. All right. Um, and he was on a hundred grand a year tax free because nice. he worked abroad. He's having a great time. So you know that that's why there's a black market for coded welding certificates. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> yeah, rock my welds, mate, and get me some black market coded. <laughs> rock my weld. So, Brian, right, if people want to get into welding, black market, black market welding, or, or fabrication, where would you recommend? What would you recommend to do? Weld your house, start melting things together. Uh, so, well, yeah, you could, yeah, to, to Weld see if you. Man. So, a lot of people would say go out and and <laughs> a lot of people would say go out and weld, buy a welder and have a go, yeah. but that'll also put a lot of people off. Yeah. So if you're if you're still at school, uh, and you're you're nearly you're at the age where you're going to be leaving, uh, you know contact your local college or talk to your careers advisor about welding, mm. um, and go on a college course. Yeah. Um, and then if while while you're at college, walk around. Uh, it's probably like really frowned upon to say this, but this is how I would do it. Um, <laughs> even get your mum and dad to give you a lift if you're too young. Uh, but go around, go around different fabrication shops, workshops, yeah. and uh, stick your head in through the door, and uh, say, "Have you got any apprenticeships going?" Because uh, people, you know, you can send your CV out. The the, the fabrication industry is, uh, I would describe it as quite clicky. So you can send your fabri- your your CV out to as many fabrication shops as you want, and they won't pay any attention to it because it's one of those industries where. They're, they're all about seeing your face they're all about being in person wow. so you're better off turning up to a fabrication shop if you're 18 or over with your boots and overalls and your welding mask if you've got one and saying have you got a job yeah. right there, there. can i can i be your apprentice and there's a good go. chance you know the, if you do that with a load of fabrication shops eventually you will get one that'll turn around and say yes yeah. and that actually happens because i teach that, that does happen quite a well, lot they'd, they'd appreciate the confidence surely so, to just go there yeah, and like ask the yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And the, if you if you've got one, so if you if you are at college at the moment studying welding or at school and you're doing a bit of welding, um, talk to your tutor and ask him if you can take uh some of your weld test pieces that you've you've done and ask if you can take them home with you so that if you do go to any fabrication shops, you can show them <coughs> how good you are at welding. Mm. Yes, it's almost like a and it, they, they, they won't expect yeah. you to be stacked. Say again. I does say it's almost like a physical portfolio, isn't it? This is me so far. Here you are. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And they they won't. You know, we've got a phrase in in the welding industry for TIG welding. It's called stacking dimes, um, and I like to call it stacking sterling. But that's because I'm English and I'm proud of it. So, <laughs> uh, but they won't expect you to be like that. Yeah, <laughs> they won't yeah. expect you to be like that. You know, they'll just as long as you can produce a weld. You know, you're an apprentice. You're not going to be the best welder on planet Earth. Um, absolutely so awesome it's well exactly it's you're showing that you're eager you're showing that you've got drive about you and that's what they'll like they'll like somebody who's got who's driven ambitious absolutely man brilliant and yeah well on a completely um unrelated note 
you've started uh, beekeeping, right? <laughs> yes, oh. Oh. I have now been keeping bees for just under a year, which makes me an expert on the subject. <laughs> I had a segue for you, Liam. Obviously. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> I've been, uh, well, I've been learning from the best, mate. You're the smoothest segueer I know, and I had one. My segue <laughs> was going to be, if not Brian, just start a YouTube channel because that's what you've done. <laughs> 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 yeah, Metal true. by Brian. Yeah, Metal by Brian. Uh, it's not exactly very successful. Metal by Brian. Um, if you want to learn from the there, best, the best, uh, you'll find out that I'm a. <laughs> I do very little welding, ironically, <laughs> on Metal by Brian. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just but, you rocking uh, you'll find out I'm a big. Actually, riding the line. <laughs> <laughs> Book dish. Tell us about no. My YouTube channel is about my bee. So, what do you want to know about my YouTube channel and my bees? Both. I'll just stop shouting. I apologize. I think there's a slight lag because, like, it's going through for you a bit later than what it is. Yeah. Okay, it's important. Oh, right. okay. Um, so I'll tell you about my YouTube channel. <laughs> my YouTube channel is, as the name suggests, basically anything to do with metal, as in not the music metal, uh, cars, welding, fabrication, engineering, all sorts of stuff. Um, you'll find out I'm a big fan of uh, Russian four-wheel drives by that channel. Uh, I've got a Russian four-wheel drive. Um, and I've got, I think, uh, nearly 500 subscribers. So I'm sure after this this podcast, I'll have like 500,000 subscribers. <laughs> sure <about that>. so. <laughs> it's, uh, to be fair, mate, it's, it's quite impressive uh, the, work, the work you've done on your four-wheel drive, you know, yeah, from yeah, what definitely. it started as to what Absolutely, it is now. Bro. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. On my, on my YouTube channel, you don't actually see what my uh, what my ladder started out as. Uh, you see it sort of halfway through. But yeah. I should really upload a picture of what it did start out as, because um, <laughs> it yeah it looks a completely different weapon now. I love the um. um so I love, yeah, I love the ladder bee because like in like in Harrogate, there's quite a variety of cars, isn't there? But you always know if you've seen Brian on your strolls around Arrogate because I think there's only people <laughs> that own a larder in the entirety of North Yorkshire. So you see Brian quite a bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll also hear me before you see me as well <laughs> in that thing. <laughs> I'll never forget when we, we yeah. went to play Pool B and I parked next to you in the, in the, the pool car fat and your car was pretty like... Not banged up, but it was it was halfway being fixed, wasn't it? There was a few bits missing, bonnet was off, and then Brian had the yeah, audacity yeah. to have a sign in the window that says, no valuables are left in this car. <laughs> 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 the fucking irony of this little sticker <laughs> was not lost on me. But the the so the real irony of that is, at the at that time, I actually didn't even bother locking the car because uh, it has what's called quarter lights. <laughs> it has what's called quarter lights, which are little triangular windows at the front of the door. And uh, the latch had broken on the driver's quarter light, which meant if you did bother locking it, all people had to do was push the quarter light open, reach inside and pull the door unlocked. Uh, so, so there was no point in locking it. So that's the actual irony. Is I had a, I had a sticker in the window saying "No viables," and it didn't even bother locking it. <laughs> Rave <laughs> with a capital B. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the bees. Uh, so uh, so we're going to bees. Yeah. The bees. I'm the uh, the birds and the bees. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, your, that's your next online channel, I think. <laughs> that's the next YouTube channel. <laughs> you might get banned off YouTube very, very soon. <laughs> uh, right, so I started beekeeping during the first lockdown. Um, everybody had a bit too much time at that point. 
because uh, that was like a proper lockdown unlike this <laughs> unlike this thing that we've got a lockdown it at the minute occur, it didn't occur to me to go out in the first lockdown and go mm, do you know what i want a thousand stingy things <laughs> I'm really partial to a load of things that can sting me. <laughs> so what it so what it was is I've always wanted bees, um, right. but uh, I've never really gone out and done it. Right. So anyway, it was on YouTube as you do, and you know when YouTube gives you a really random suggestion. And it was a video about bees. And this was like at nine o'clock at night, you know, when you're just chilling in bed watching YouTube. Um, and so, so, so I watched this bee video and then one bee video went on to be two bee videos. Did it go on to bee movie? And then that went on to three bee videos. <laughs> oh, Liam, did you just say what? And then, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I woke up I woke up the next day after watching God knows how many bee videos not the bee movie I'm afraid I didn't watch that yeah. um, and I just I, my, da- my dad's got a bit of land and I just said to him if I bought some bees could I put it on your land and he was like yeah so then I went on uh, I went on eBay and bought a beehive and then I suddenly realised after I'd spent t- 200 quid on the beehive that once you've got the hive you've got to buy the bees <laughs> so, so <laughs> And I hadn't done my research on that. (laughs) Well, I hadn't done my research on just how much bees are. And uh, it turned out to be quite expensive. (laughs) 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 But but fortunately, um, I managed to uh, find some for sale in in the local vicinity vicinity for £125. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I paid. I paid one hundred and twenty-five pounds. Believe it or not, hive stealing hives, beehives is actually a thing because is they're it? worth so much. So you do actually get, yeah, you do actually get your hives stolen. If so how there. how many bees Who does it? does a hundred yeah. quid get you? Uh, well, I think I'm not entirely sure. Bring your bee deep. Uh, but I think I might have had about. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had about 10,000 bees in my okay. first nucleus, what's called a nucleus. And then uh, a good strong hive uh, can get up to 80,000 bees in it. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what, how, so, right. And the queen lays 2,000 <laughs> eggs a day at her peak. 2,000 eggs. You're, so uh, this is what, where I'm getting confused. You, <laughs> you ring up a bee person do they have a hive like you would they they have a lot of hives right yeah they're not just <laughs> running down with a big you, net you, you can just make... running after them in fields how do they yeah so this is my next question <laughs> this is my next question like a game of lacrosse how, <laughs> how how do they then bag the bees up for you do they gift wrap them like do they individually wrap the bees it's not a gold <laughs> individually wrap <laughs> <laughs> so you get what's called you, you buy what's called a nucleus or you, you can buy um you can buy a package of bees which is basically a box just full of bees <laughs> and it, it's got nothing else in there except bees right? a, a but that, Christmas present that's well. send it to your <laughs> just, no, you're not just, count all 10,000 uh, bees in this box like <laughs> <laughs> no so you buy so when you buy a nucleus, uh, that's how I do it. I bought a nucleus yeah. uh, because buying a nucleus is better than uh, a package of bees because you get what's called frames, uh, which are full of wax already, yeah. and also have a bit of honey and a bit of few eggs and whatnot. So it's basically like uh, you essentially buy uh, a small uh, hive, basically right, a small it's bee hive. Kit, it? It's called yeah, almost yeah. Um, it's called a nucleus, yeah. and uh, it got, and that's how you buy them. So you can buy like five frame nucleuses, six frame nucleuses, and and whatnot. You can even buy two frame nucleuses, I think. Um, yeah. uh, but you've got to be careful when you buy them because this was my first colony; it wasn't so much an issue. But if I bought another uh, nucleus in the future, I'd have to do an inspection to make sure there's no diseases mm. or viruses in in the nucleus. Because if I brought that back to where my bees are. Uh, obviously, those diseases and viruses can be passed on Beaker. to my existing colony. 
uh yeah basically yeah. there's there's a there's a there's a, a mite at the minute called varroa mite well it's like i say a minute it's been about 20 years that it's been around <laughs> and the only country in the world that doesn't have varroa <laughs> the, the the only country in the world that doesn't have uh, it's called varroa destructor which gives you a hint at what it does to beehives um and the only country in the world that doesn't have varroa at the minute is australia and that's because they have such strict customs yeah yeah, yeah. and that's the only country it came from asia originally and right. it's the only country now um and basically what it is it's a little it's a little it so you want to sort of like imagine having a, a grub on your back about the size of a I don't know, a computer mouse or a, a small mobile phone. Oh. And that grub sucks on your blood and injects a horrible virus into you at the same time. Um, and that's basically what a, what a varroa is. Cool. Um, so you've got to do treatments for that every every year, every so often as well. So That's horrible. And how often can you get honey? And then you get to... Uh, I haven't got any honey yet. Um, so I got my... Uh, my nucleus quite late in the year yeah. so i didn't get any honey last year and I've, I've actually i've actually been paranoid this winter worrying that they're not going to get through because they went into autumn very weak they didn't have many so they didn't have much in the way of stores so they didn't have much honey oh. uh, to get them through winter so what you can do and what i did is you can buy or make fondant and then you can put fondant on top of the hive and they'll oh. live off the fondant um, oh. so my my answer to mo- most people say like you know those uh, little plastic pots that you get takeaways in? Yeah. Most people say, um, fill, fill one of those with fondant and then just put it over the, you get what's called a crown board with a hole in the middle of it. Just put it over the hole in the middle of your crown board and the bees will go up and uh, and, and feed on the fondant. Yeah. Uh, what I did is I got I got a 12.5 kilo block and just banged it straight on top of the crown board. They're going to be right. They're bees. And that, that's my ethos is uh, uh, they're, they're not going to get through 12.5 kilos of fondant. So um, <laughs> yeah. just wait till they so actually bad. like burst out, out of the hive and just start smashing. <laughs> <laughs> just just like on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just gonna get the queen knocking on your door. Jack the me. Fuck off. Like bailiffs that put down. Beat bailiffs, if you will. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> well that was uh, <laughs> that was pretty informative a b-ry I, I like that you live in oh yes <laughs> that was that pun intended yeah exactly that's <laughs> <laughs> <what> you did <laughs> I think we should have a history of, of I think we should have a history of what my name has gone from in this friendship group to what it is now. So the fact that my name's actually Brian, B-Rai. and then it went to Brioche, and then it went to B-Rai, and now it's just B. Over the years, it's gradually just got shorter and shorter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brian's pretty short to begin with, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well that was uh, a, it was a, we've been chatting for an hour can you believe so it was very believe. all right that podcast sorry i'll stop now can you tell i didn't talk to anyone all day <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode i've been over in <laughs> six weeks like he's on he's on fire tonight his mics <laughs> <laughs> so where can people keep up with your antics, Brian? Uh, I'm actually quite good with social media because my social media name is the same across all platforms. Awesome. It's Metal by Brian. All Metal one by word. Brian. Uh, and it, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't do Twitter or anything like that. So yeah. stick it, stick mainly to because I, I struggle to keep up with YouTube. Yeah, exactly. I Instagram can... and Facebook. <laughs> exactly. To I can barely keep up with Insta. <laughs> Sounds good, mate. We'll we'll, we'll tag you and everything. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been all right. Yeah, it's been good. Cheers for coming on. It's been an honour to be on here. My first. You you were very gentle with my virginity. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> we're nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're. Uh, I hope you've been producing some honey for you this year. Uh, I hope to. Um, 
have some honey. This I week, hope right? so too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got uh, I've got a guy who's already interested in buying two kilos off me, which is pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So two kilos at least is going to go to him, uh, and then if I get any more, I'm just going to give it away. I think oh. yeah, out of the goodness of my heart. Such a generous person. <laughs> and then the bees will be starving again for a year after. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, mate. Cheers for coming on, then. Cheers, B. It's been a great shot. Thank cheers, you very much. Yeah, cheers for having I'll me. Stop the recording now. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>